Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The World Cricket Show is proudly supported by Newbury Cricket. <laughs> the World Cricket Show is proudly supported by Newbury Cricket. Quality bat makers since 1919. That's the one. Cricket's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming... Join in, Tony. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want me to come in there? Cricket's coming home. Is that what they were singing today? It's what the whole nation's singing, is mate. It? It's what the whole nation is, is singing. It? The crosses of St George are flying all around me. Liam Plunkett, the whole of England is with you. <laughs> They're all singing. I'm surprised tone. we didn't re- release it as a single, to be honest. Up and down the land. Mr Trick. Hello and welcome to the World Cricket Show... I'm Adam Bayfield, and with me tonight is Tony Kerr. Hey. You looked alarmed there, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised you came to me. There's no one else in the room, so I probably should have expected you were going to throw to me at some point. You were in the middle of gulping down a beer. It's the World Cup. It's beers every day, isn't it? For the next six to nine weeks. You're gradually building that beer snake over there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Personal uh, at-home beer snake, which Emily's going to be thrilled about in... 42 matches time (laughs) well we're here to talk about the world cup we've had the first day of the cricket world cup today and cricket's coming home that's (laughs) what they were playing at the end because england won uh, on the opening day beating south africa at the oval we were gonna record an episode to go out just before the start of the game with some sort of last minute thoughts uh, but an absolutely textbook bail from you this morning, Tone. We, we've never done this before, but we arranged to record before work. We were going to record at 7.30 in the morning. I texted you last night. I'm going to sleep now. Are we definitely still on <laughs> for 7.30? Yes, absolutely. But you played it to perfection, waited until I'd gone to sleep, put my phone on airplane mode. Uh, I set my alarm an hour earlier than I normally would. Got up, had a shower, looked at my phone. Oh, mate. I haven't actually got the recording equipment. I've left it at my mum's. We're going to have to do <laughs> Doing it Doing a podcast later. with her. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was a text bit, wasn't it? As you say, I mean, I couldn't have played it much better. You, in the end. you did me up like a kipper there. But, but then again, you were up early, so you were you know, seeing the, the dawn chorus. I made the most of the day. Yeah. Uh, I watched some old clips of The Simpsons on YouTube <laughs> before going to work. Um, but in some ways, Tone, it has worked out well because now we can talk about the opening game of the tournament was this your master plan that was exactly what was going through my head um so let's do that i haven't brought my laptop with me tonight i'm sort of freewheeling it um so i'm going to let you run through the scorecard i'm sure people know what happened but just give us a quick recap of of what's happened in this first game uh yeah as you say england won fairly convincingly very convincingly 104 runs the margin johnny pesto went first ball or second ball of the match but uh, yeah first baller for him uh, which was annoying, and we'll come on to fantasy cricket in a minute. But you know, of the, you know, I was tossing and turning all week. Which England batsman am I going to have in my team? And I went for Bairstow, so that was obviously why he got out. Uh, but yeah, England recovered from there. Roy and Root both got fifties. Uh, Morgan, although South Africa were picking up regular wickets, Morgan, uh, yeah, made fifty as well. And then it was really Ben Stokes who, you know, got the bulk of the runs, eighty nine. 
And then in reply... So uh, what was that total? So that total was 311 for eight. And then, uh, yeah, then in reply, South Africa, uh, they sort of threatened to be in the game a, a couple of moments. Quinton de Kock uh, made 68 and van der Dussen 50. But it really fell apart fairly swiftly for them. Uh, yeah, as they, as they sort of, you know, got towards those middle overs and uh, yeah i guess all the chat after the game has been about ben stokes's catch which uh have you seen you've seen i've seen the catch yeah it was all right wasn't it it was good it was good catch. i mean it, like, look it's an amazing catch ridiculous catch we've talked about it before but the the recency bias just the the the, the just eagerness of people to declare <laughs> the thing they've just seen as the greatest thing that they've ever seen it's infuriating it really because mm. it yeah, it's a ridiculous catch. But, you know, we sort of know Ben Stokes has got that in his locker. Uh, For anyone who hasn't seen it, he's it's sort of slapped out into the leg side and Stokes is running backwards at pace and takes it with his wrong hand, arguably. Yes, it's like, it's like, it's like a top hand save, isn't it, by a goalkeeper, but it's kind of behind him. Yeah, it was an extraordinary moment. Uh, you know, it's right on the boundary, so the crowd like went mental and yeah, brilliant moment. Uh, I, I, yeah, it, it's it's up there. You know, it, um, it'd be going some to beat that as a catch in the tournament. I mean, uh, Roy, the catch that Roy took in the Bangladesh Premier League three months ago, I would say, is a better catch. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I think I don't know if we just spend too much time together. Too, yeah. I, I feel like we agree with each other too much about cricket, but I. I I was going to make this point that I've, I've, I was quite surprised by the gushing hyperbole about that catch. I mean, I'm by no means saying that it's not an incredible catch. It is. But I, yeah, Swan said on Twitter, it's the best catch he's ever seen. I saw quite a few people said it's the best catch they've ever seen. I mean, it's not even the best catch that Ben Stokes has ever taken. I mean, it's a very, very good catch. It's an incredible catch. But it's, yeah, it's not, it's not even in the top 10. Let's take nothing away from the catch. But I can... Off the top of my head, God, think don't of, tweet that. You'll be, uh, yeah, you'll be I, hounded up the country. I can think of immediately think of many catches better than that. Yeah, good as it was. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it was a, an amazing piece of athleticism. It shouldn't have stuck. Uh, the you know, the angle that his hand was at when the, the sort of ball made contact. But you know, there was an element as well of, of you know that catch even a couple of months ago that uh, that everyone declared the greatest catch they've ever seen. Uh, broad in the Caribbean mm. where he's just you know he's out of position you know he's, he's kind of he's misjudged it and just sort of flopped backwards with a straight arm and it's it stuck it, yeah it, you know Stokes was uh, you know a bit too far in from the the rope and, well he made that point yeah. as well didn't he so uh, in post-match interview well I watched I watched it live weirdly I watched it live but with no sound I hope my boss isn't listening to this but there may have been an element of uh, just surreptitiously watching it today um, and I just watched him and went, oh, wow, that's a great catch. And then it was only later <laughs> when I looked at Twitter and was like, oh, people think this is the best catch of all time. It's a very, very good catch, but it's yeah, nowhere Na- near the best catch of all NASA time. NASA was on commentary and blew up, basically. Uh, but uh, there's, again, there's a tendency, I think, now for people just to, to like, have that. I don't know. Well, there's also this, like, Stokes thing, isn't there, as well? Like, not just Stokes, but you've talked about it before, the kind of the superstar thing in sport. If Liam Plunkett had took that catch, it probably wouldn't be talked about in the same way, but it's like, oh, it's that man Stokes again. If Coley had taken that catch, it would be the same thing. Not taking anything away from it is incredible, but it's not the best catch of all time, in my opinion. Well, what did you make of England today? It was, it was a somewhat, 
as you mentioned, a somewhat alarming start when they lost Gen- Johnny Bairstow, second ball of the match. The, and, last, the, the last person you want to get you know, knocked over for a, a golden by is to hear as well. Just <laughs> Bairstow must have just been screaming inside is to hear like you know he's ran off or sprinted off i mean like like he'd won the world cup yeah but it that well but that actually does add it did add to the feeling of like oh here we go which a lot of england fans would have been feeling and you know it says a lot about the this england team that roy and Rue responded immediately and they didn't suddenly go into their shell they did play their shots and build that partnership but then there was a little cluster of wickets again and it did start to feel a little bit precarious and they possibly didn't get as many runs as they would have wanted to or should have done. But in the end, it was a very comfortable win. And it was the the bowling and fielding that was so impressive today, wasn't it? And that's, you know, perhaps something that I wasn't, I'm not going to say that we weren't expecting because we know they're an extremely good bowling and fielding team. But we talk all the time about the batting. It's the batting that is the, the most eye-catching thing about this England team that is the strongest department in this England team. So the fact that the that the bowling was so good today and the fielding was so good today, not just the Stokes catch, but some other catches as well and just generally brilliant ground fielding. In a way, that's the perfect start, isn't it? It's, 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 a, it's a big statement that they were possibly a bit disappointing with the bat and still won by over 100 runs. Yeah, true. I mean, it, yes, it's a, a sign of how far things have come, isn't it, that you score 311 and be thinking like, oh, we've massively underscored here. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think they massively underscored, no, but they would have probably been thinking they were about 30 short yeah. of where they wanted to be. But but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, exactly right. You know, the, the fielding and bowling was, was brilliant. And, you know, Archer, I mean, yeah, it, as, yeah so it's a great start for England because Archer's going to be in everyone's head. I don't know if you mentioned this in your roundup, but he took three wickets today, was it? Uh, Certainly got two at the top two big ones yeah at the top. three wickets yeah you know the ball to get rid of Duplessis you know just completely you know took him out uh you know obviously he rattled Hashim Amla and good good to see that he came back out to bat mm. uh but yeah Archer was was brilliant uh and you know people already you know, I think he bowled like one over and everyone's like well he's the first name on a team sheet for the Ashes <laughs> uh which, yeah. you know and it that's exciting it is incredibly exciting and I know you know there was all that there was there was debate about whether, as we said, I think we, we thought correct debate about whether you whether you, you bring him in. I think we both said we would have brought him in. Yeah, but you know you can understand why there was some. You know, everyone wasn't like, well, you know, hundred percent. Yeah, it was fair enough to have a few misgivings about it. Yeah, but you know, at this point, he could end up being the bowler of the tournament. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens game one. with the test team. I'm sure he will play in the Ashes, but he arguably is the first name on the team sheet in terms of bowlers in this team now. Maybe Wokes still, but there's debate around whether it should be Plunkett or whether it should be Wood, but Archer is, is inked in and he did bowl brilliantly today and he was really fast. He's undoubtedly a very exciting addition. And actually, generally, for England, as I say, the, the bowling was superb today, the fielding was superb today, and that's not the thing that we, you know, that, that, that we sort of focused on coming into the tournament. But even in the batting, which I say was, you know, maybe slightly, maybe slightly underdelivered today, four batsmen scored half centuries, and the two that didn't are probably the two form batsmen coming in in Butler and Bairstow. So, assuming they do turn it on in the games to come, everybody in that batting lineup seems to be clicking. I mean, Morgan Owen Morgan is in great form, and he he played some fantastic shots today, a couple of massive sixes. If you think back to that tour of Sri Lanka in the autumn. He was asked the question in that series whether he should drop himself, 
which actually was ridiculous to be asking him at that point because he was in very good form then too. But there, over the last few years, there has he has had troughs. He has had dips in form at times. And there have been questions about whether, were he not captain, would he be in the team? Um, but at this point, the answer to that question is yes. He's definitely one of England's best batsmen and he's he's peaking at the right time. So it was a really good win for England in the end. And it, it feels like maybe everyone can breathe a bit now. Well, just when Besto got out, maybe it was just me and all the people on the Crick Info and BBC Sport and all the other live techs that were panicking. There was just this feeling of, oh, here we go again. Is it all going to fall apart? Which is obviously like a ridiculous overreaction. But there was that sense. We start to wonder, have we overhyped them? And obviously it may still not happen, but it does just feel like, right, they've got this out of the way. They've got the monkey off the back. We... They've proved that they are as good as we think they are. They can just relax a bit now, relax into the tournament and kick on from here, you'd imagine. Yeah, and I think that I kind of felt that going into it. And I think we talked about it on the preview. That It was a nervous moment at the start. But even if England had lost this game, they've got eight more. Yeah, yeah. And they're definitely better than six of the teams and, and you know, probably all of the, you know, whatever, however you want to look mm-hmm. at it. But uh by the time they get to the business end of the tournament, they'll be used to all the the fanfare and the attention. I mean, not, yeah, obviously they play for England, so yeah, they're always going to have that. But yeah, I, I I don't think there was ever a, a fear. And, and actually, from you know South Africa, we kind of got all we expected of it, didn't we? You know, without staying, you know, but the bowling unit was was good, and the pitch it wasn't the run fest of, of other pitches we've seen recently. But with the bat, South Africa just look a bit short. You feel that if you get de Kock out de Kock and Duplessis there's not that much more and they do there's a it's a long tail as well and it, it, a tail that a long tail that could get longer because assuming they do bring Stain back into the team at some point they'd either have to leave out one of Rabada and Gidi or Tahir which they won't want to do or they'd have to bring him in for for one of their all-rounders so so yeah so that's a bit of a a problem for them potentially but they, yeah as you say they do look a little bit light on batting but they, that, that said you know with that bowling attack they've definitely got the potential to to knock someone over or you know knock one of the the favorites over for uh you know a not huge score and in which case then they you know with de Kock and, and amler and duplicy they probably have got enough but they, they probably don't have enough to get those big scores and they did do something today which i wonder if other teams throughout the tournament will emulate which is open the bowling with a spinner against england obviously they open with him around to here but we we've seen in the past that well, I mean, it was actually Johnny Bairstow who fell today, but that Jason Roy in particular does have a bit of a problem against spin, particularly early on. Um, he was out in the World T20 final, which I know is three years ago, but in the World T20 final, he was out. Was it Badri? He dismissed him in the first over there for a duck. Um, that's, uh, that was a good idea, I thought, from Duplessis. Obviously, Roy did get away and get a 50 today, but it, it, it upset England's rhythm a little bit early on. They wouldn't have necessarily been expecting that. And yeah, I think it was a, a good idea. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. One thing I wanted to talk about, Tony, we actually, London correspondent Gordon McRae filed a report. Right. This might actually be the first London correspondenting he's ever done. He sent me a WhatsApp message that said, Filing my report from day one of the World Cup, I can confirm the Barmy Army was drinking outside the Brown Derby, which I assume is a pub, at 8.30am. He lives quite near the Oval. Any other details? That was it. Right. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but why I wanted to mention that is because, and I said this to you in a message earlier today as well, is 10.30 on a Thursday morning <laughs> the best time to kick off a World Cup? I mean, I, I've, I really enjoyed the game today, what I saw of it. And I, as we said on a preview, I really want to be excited and it clearly the ground was full and it does seem like there's a buzz is developing but is 10:30 on a Thursday morning the best time to kick things off like I sent you the bit of the uh, BBC Sport live text I said right it's about to start get the snacks out of the cupboard settle down on the sofa well how many people can actually settle down on the sofa at 10:30 on Thursday morning yeah true i mean it's more like yeah turn the volume off on your computer yeah, get spread some pe- some sheets on your desk, and then. Uh, I mean, obviously, yeah. this is a problem that cricket is always going to have, and particularly fifty over cricket, because it takes a whole day. And over, for a tournament like this, you can't play every game on the weekend. You obviously have to play on a weekday. But could they not? It's a, seven weeks. Could they not have started on a Saturday or a Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I wonder. Do you, you know? Did they just they wanted like the, the finals going to be on this Sunday, and then work back from there, and then it. Yeah, it came out and starting on Thursday. There's hardly any days where there's more than one game, isn't there? I mean, they they could have they could have started the day after tomorrow and just had a couple more days where they have two games. I mean, and the other things, well, it starts at ten thirty, which means, I mean, it, it makes no difference what time it starts for whether or not you're at work, but it's starting half an hour to an hour earlier than uh, than day games normally do in England and it's n- and there are almost no day night games in this tournament and what that means is that you not only is it does it start when you're at work but it kind of finishes when you're at work as well I mean I, I messaged you jokingly but it's true I got home from work today watched one ball and it was over I saw the last ball um all right yeah South Africa were bowled out so it finished a bit earlier than it should have done but all the games are going to be finishing around six o'clock so People aren't going to be able to come home from work and watch any. And presumably the reason for this is because of Indian TV. And that is understandable financially and everything else. But it is a bit frustrating that fans in England, for the most part, are not going to be able to watch most of this tournament live. And it's, well, because it's on Sky, well, only on a Sky, small yeah. fraction are going to be seeing anywhere on there. Yeah, it is, it is tough. I, as you say, though, you know, with a with a one day match, what can you do? You know, you've got to play the games in the week unless you yeah, start but, them at five o'clock and they finish at sort of three in the morning. Sure, but at least with a day night game, you you can watch the second innings when you get home. And also, I understand as well that not everybody works nine to five, and there will be lots of people who work in the evenings and they're loving this because they can watch it all day and that's fine. But the majority of the population do work Monday to Friday, nine to five. So ten thirty on Thursday is not necessarily you know, the the time I would have picked if I, <laughs> if I was organising it is is all I'm saying. Well, that's day one. 
a, a, a good start to the tournament from England's point of view. Perhaps not a, a you know, it wasn't a, a classic game. It wasn't a particularly close game in the end. So for the neutral, it may have ended up being, you know, not a particularly thrilling day. But yeah, they yeah, saw so, some sorry. good cricket. They saw the Ben Stokes catch and everything else. But yeah, I know you want to come in, in here, Tane, but I was just going to ask what, what are you looking forward to over the next few days? Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, did you see some of the, the, the new uh, kind of, st- or I don't know if you can call them statistical innovations, but the sort of broadcast innovations they've got this kind of who's won what phase. Did you see that? No, I didn't actually. Oh, it yes. Sort of flashed no, up a few times. That. Yeah, it just seems that. utterly pointless to me. Phases being like... 10 over blocks. Yeah, overs 1 to 10. And they were like, it was like, 20. well, they've won... Like, it really doesn't matter who's won what phases. <laughs> like, you can lose four phases and win... Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, this is actually a bit of a bugbear of mine. I, I feel like I'm being really negative tonight <laughs> and just criticising stuff, which I don't want to be because I am excited that it's the World Cup. But it's a little bit of a bugbear of mine in cricket more generally is all the like, I don't want to single them out particularly, but all the like crick viz stuff and the wasp and like projecting scores or like trying to very scientifically predict what score you're going to get, the team's going to get and win percentages and all of that. Because to me, that just sucks a lot of the enjoyment out of watching cricket a bit a big part of it is the ebb and flow of it and you as a viewer trying to work out or speculating on your own how it's going who's on top all of that and if you've just got crickviz giving you a number you know percentage one way or the other i don't know it obviously doesn't take the whole experience away but it just takes something out of it i don't really know what that's adding yeah well the other thing that you know the the on-screen graphics didn't feature at all when I was watching any reference to run rate or required rate or anything, which is just, you know, that's a very useful yeah. measure to be given as a spectator. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. And there was another one that was like, uh, they had like flashed up sort of circles over the fielders with their names and then their distance between the gap. Right. To get, it's just like, it's visual nonsense <laughs> that kind of doesn't really yeah. add anything to like who cares like and, it, and there were sort of you know the players were walking in and the, the lines it was going like 15 14 th- you know that were like yeah what, great yeah what, what that doesn't do really that? just give me the worm that's all i need <laughs> yeah you've said that before that's i like need. the worm i like the manhattan i'm not saying that i <laughs> old school I'm not, by no means saying that i don't like all all that stuff all that uh whiz bottery because you know as i've said many times i think sky the sky coverage of cricket is the best coverage of any sport i love all that analysis but just the the win percentages and it just feels like kind of spoon feeding to you something that actually doesn't need to be spoon fed to you and is one of the fun things about cricket. One of the fun things about watching cricket is that you yourself are making assessments all the time on how it's going. I don't want to be told by a robot how it's going. I also think as well, you know, in the you know, not that the ICC seem to be in the business of attracting new spectators to cricket. No. But uh, but also all that kind of stuff I just would just alien you know I, I would I'm speculating here but would alienate someone who's maybe not they'd be like oh what's this phase thing like is that important mm. you know it's just it's just overcomplicating mm. what is already quite a complicated game <laughs> overcomplicated a game that's really simple yeah uh, I don't, did I write I don't know if I wrote any other notes down there. did you write some material. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, those were my two things. Where's the required rate? And not sure about these graphics. Who's won what phase? <laughs> my, my, my notes here, Tone, are um, uh, South Africa light on batting, textbook bail, Stokes. <laughs> so there you go. You cover all the important points. <laughs> uh, 
So the question I asked you ages ago was, what are you looking forward to over the next few days? West Indies, Pakistan tomorrow. Well, that's tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah. Trent Bridge, Gale, Sixes. 400 on the cards? (sighs) I don't know. I mean, that's going to be a belter. Trent Bridge, a great ground for batting on. Well, yeah, exactly. That's where England has scored their the Mm. the two biggest scores, isn't it? Uh, That feels like a big game as well. I know that we made this point last time that there, you know, the for, the format of this tournament means there perhaps aren't very many clutch matches, and we won't have those clutch matches till much later on in the tournament, if and when they do come. But we also said in our preview that there's maybe sort of four or five teams scrapping it out for two qualification places. We maybe think England and India are almost certainly going to go through. We think Sri Lanka, Afghanistan, and maybe Bangladesh are going to find it difficult to go through. So that does leave only four or five teams in the middle there. And Pakistan and West Indies would be two of those. So that in that sense, this is quite a big game. If you lose it, it doesn't necessarily matter because you've got more opportunities. But if you win it, then it does set you nicely on the road. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's big. Then what we've got, New Zealand, Sri Lanka and Afghanistan, Australia on Saturday. And then South Africa back in action on Sunday against Bangladesh. We, we both said, you know, Bangladesh will be in, you know, probably won't get through, but they'll be, uh, they'll be in it. They've got an outside chance. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, pressure could well be on South Africa by, uh, by Sunday night. And England's next game is on Monday. Yeah, again, quite a bit of a shame that that's not a weekend game, isn't it? Yeah. You know, they could, have, they could have fudged the numbers there. Although, actually, I've got the day off on Monday, so yeah. I take back everything I said. Great scheduling from the <laughs> ICC. I mean, the general sense I'm getting at the moment is, you know, it is just, it, everyone's up for it. Everyone wants this kind of festival of cricket, but it is just a shame there's only 10 teams. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. God, like, what are we learning about? What, are, what new things are we learning about the world of cricket in this tournament? Mm. None. Like, yeah, we're seeing the you know the best players playing against each other, but yeah, it all feels, those stories that are being left on the, you know, left on the table. It feels like a backward step, doesn't it? Well, the main reason that we convened this podcast today <laughs> uh, is not to talk about the action on the field, but it's to talk about the World Cricket Show Fantasy League. We talked about this on the preview. We we always do a, a, a some kind of fantasy mini league at these global tournaments, but we were worried because the ICC hadn't actually come out with an official fantasy league game. Would there be one? Would they get it together in time? Well, they just about did. Was it yesterday, the day before the tournament? That it, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a bit of a palaver. But finally, it's here and we go. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened with that. I mean, it's, it's Dream 11, which is, I think, an Indian, well, certainly like an Indian uh, website or fantasy game that's sprung out of the IPL, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't know whether they just cleared it to be uh yeah for signups in the uk or because i did look on twitter there were quite a few people complaining that their country they couldn't sign up on so a bit of a palaver all round but i managed to scrape together 11 players and uh yeah uh, uh, yeah got on the board on the first day as did 30 or 29 others and you in the world cricket show mini league so we, world, so we put this out on our social media so we've had we've got 30 in the league so far but you've obviously if you want to join now you have missed the first day but there's a hell of a long way to go so i wouldn't worry about it too much so this is why we want to tell you about it now get signed up get your team in get in our league the other thing that's really annoying is that the names no, no i haven't been able to work out i've actually changed the team name 
Well, some people in the league have. So yeah, well, one person in the league. I know, li- two. Two people. If you're listening to this and you're one of those people, can you let us know how you did it? Because I don't understand how you changed the team name. Because they're all a bit weird at the moment, aren't they? I think I've cracked which one you are. I think you're, I think you're Adam B A seventeen GH. What gives you that impression? Well, you're languishing. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't checked the table actually. I haven't seen the points. What's going on? Well, so the, uh, yeah, of thirty-two teams, you're currently are uh, at the end of day one, fourteenth. I'll take that. So just inside the top half. You do have to go all the way up to fourth to find me. Wow. So, I mean, I, I always win got the a, first day. Got a nosebleed. And I always end up losing to you. Have you got seven England players and four South Africans in there? Uh, I know I did have four South Africans. Okay. But they do play again in this round of fixtures. And I didn't look into that, which was a mistake. I didn't look into how it all works. There's a few excuses coming out already. But anyway, uh, yeah, fourth. I'll take that. Can you explain to the listeners how they get involved? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you if you want to do it now, yeah, go to icc.dream11, that's one one, dot com slash classic. And then there's a, a I mean, the, probably the easiest thing is just to go to our uh, Twitter, at Cricket Show, and there you will find the link, the league name, and the code. So there you go. The code to join. Get involved. There may or, yeah, there may, or may not be prizes. There may or may not be good chat along the way. <laughs> uh, well, but hey. There'll be a prize of some sort. Yeah, the, the code we've posted on our Twitter and our Facebook um, is very long. But I will read it. It's SL4DYNFE2T03NN. <laughs> there you go. But easier to... You can scrub back... <laughs> to hear that again play on half speed but probably easier just to to go to our social media and see it there so you put that code in to get into our league all right so well i think that's it day one are we doing daily podcasts is that what's happening i don't know is that what we we fallen into that (laughs) no i don't know i think we're gonna do weekly aren't we i'll see you at 7 30 tomorrow morning yeah uh yeah weekly podcast throughout the world cup recording every wednesday so we'll be back then Lots of fantasy league to talk about by then, no doubt. Uh, But until then, enjoy the World Cup over the next week and we'll speak to you soon. Cheers, Tone. Cheers. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.